This fam looked at ghost. This episode is buyer's remorse somehow. Peg gets into expansive sound. Now, last year we used our teenage engineering OPZ, which is a little mini sequencer synth, to create the album um, The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in a Tomb. But th today we tried to um, use it again on a new track. We're going to talk about that in a so the Teenage Engineering OPZ <clears throat> is a follow-up to the OP-1, which is a little mini workstation that had like a four-track recording technology. And it was a self-contained little micro keyboard. <clears throat> it had an LED screen, uh, an OLED screen, and it had the ability to mix samples and have a, like a synth engine, do drums with four tracks. The OPZ is a lot smaller, doesn't have a screen, everything's just not per function. It looks like a TV remote. And it has the ability, it has the ability to craft a song in kind of a mini mode fashion where you're playing with um, what the tools are, is it you know has all these little endless encoders, these four endless encoders, a bunch of actual buttons that control. Uh, tones and other things, and then these step components that allow you to put effects on every step of a, of a track. It's a 16-step recorder. Let's do real-time and step recording, and then not every step you can apply effects, which are called step components, that do all kinds of interesting things, like LFOs and um, decrescendos, repeats, um, all kinds of you know interesting effects. Plus, the endless encoders allow you to do control of uh, you know all kinds of things, uh, you know effects, uh, the depths of the sounds, envelopes, LFOs, all kinds of interesting things, and and the volume of every track, track, and you can mute and unmute tracks. So it allows you to have a little mini workstation you put in your pocket. So if you had to do, uh, um, had to get on a plane and you, and you can't really carry a lot, this is one synth you can carry with you, and it, you can make sure that you have it as <clears throat> like a backup so you have something to record with. And it, it's pretty powerful within the song Buyer's Remorse. We connected it to our um, Roland MX-1 performance mixer, which is our, um, you know, our initial mixer. We've got two mixers. We've got a Zoom R24 as well. And it lets you take in uh, the, the eighth inch line from the LPZ in as a channel. We brought it into a channel, applied some digital delay, and then we're able to actually record it into a Zoom R24 digital recorder. While we put that you know, on play and record, we 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 played with uh, the ability to do kind of chain patterns, but we mainly bounced between patterns and we bounced between different things. We initially in this song we had some volume issues we had to correct in our mastering and, and change it around, and then we kind of did some kind of stream of consciousness jam band style recording bouncing between patterns that we had already built. But we liked what we the result, and then we overdubbed him. So Josephine Electric for the VT Electric voice <clears throat> with the VT4 vocal transformer. Actually, we used the VT3 because we're into the VT3 because it has the scatter, uh, which is also on the MX1 performance mixer. But the VT4, which is the newest vocoder, left out the scatter, which is kind of disappointing because I use it a lot. And um, so sometimes I bring the VT3 back in. Uh, and also, the VT3 can be powered by, um, you know, a plug where the VT4 has to have batteries and then my batteries weren't charged. So then I went 
back to my VT3. And they said, well, I'll use the scatter. So I like that anyway. Um, and so th- that that that's what the genesis of this song. And the OPZ is a very powerful synth. We, we haven't been using it as much lately. We've been really into our modes, especially our grandmother, which we got, uh, which is the, the kind of new Model D for the 21st century uh, that has uh, a Euro rack focus. It's kind of built uh, to, to have modular capabilities. So the original mini mode didn't have really any, hardly any CD capability. I don't think it had any, um, but the, but the whole thing with the modular, uh, mother, uh, series, and we've got the mother 32, we've got a DFAM. The grandmother was like the third in that line. Then the matriarch was the fourth. And now we've got the subharmonic on is the fifth officially released device. Now there have been a couple other devices, like the, the brother from another mother, which never got released. It was at a Moog Vest. And there was a Voicorder they had at a Moog Vest last year that has not been released, <clears throat> which is very interesting. We'd like the idea of it because they've got this crazy $5,000 16-channel Voicorder they brought back, Moog has brought back. But they did this little small, you know, mother-based Voicorder that had uh, some of the singular, same, similar kind of capacity of, of the $5,000 model on a smaller scale. So hopefully, you know, nobody thought that Celeronicon was going to come out. Uh, people said it was kind of hard to tune. It was hard to deal with. Um, but they've actually re-envisioned it and they put it out. That's our next mode that we're going to be lined up to getting. We are also lined up to get the new Arteria Keystep Pro. We've got a Beatstep Pro. We use it all the time. The Keystep Pro has a couple cool things. It's polyphonic. It has an extra um, uh, track. You can do four tracks, three synth tracks, and one drum track, or all, you know, all, all drum tracks or all synth tracks. So, so, and they're polyphonic. And it has the ability to remember scenes. And it's got these, like, endless encoders. And it's got a lot of capability. That If you're doing analog performance, it's a great machine. If you're not, if you're in this kind of dollless non-CDJ electronic music, using modulars, it can connect your modulars, it can connect your 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 CD, it can do your your MIDI, it can connect your whole rig. And you know, the Beatstep Pro is our central control. We've got it controlling our Mother 32. We've got it controlling our JDXI and um, our System 1M. So we've got a lot of things going through it, and it allows us to you know, control the beat when we're doing a live show, uh, control our overall projects and, and be able to run them. On top of the using the Zoom R24, we use that instead of using the DAW. It allows us to have our tracks exactly as we recorded them. It is a hardware recorder, kind of like a Tascam uh, four tracker without tape. It's a digital tape machine. So you can say, well, what's the difference between that and a DAW? Well, the difference is they use the SD card it's hard. It's a hardware system. It doesn't have the kind of CPU and a PC. It's not dependent on the CP, you know, like, like you of a, of a laptop heating up and crashing out. So if you've got tracks that you record and we record everything on the Zoom, when you go to play a live show, it's a 24-track recorder. You can then mute and unmute tracks, kind of like an OPZ. And so if you have a full song and you even have the vocals, you can say, well, you know what? I like those vocals. Maybe I can't do the vocal tonight. I'm going to come in as an electronic musician and I'm going to unmute the bass and I'm going to unmute the keyboard and I'm going to play the bass line on my Mo grandmother. I'm going to play the keyboard on my Juno. And so then you're able to do a live performance 
with the with the vocals being top notch because they're what you originally recorded, and then you're just playing live with it, which gives you you know some flexibility because we have an MX1 performance mixer. We can even take that signal, and we can even though it's running on tape, I can run it through a roller, run it through a bit crush, apply an effect, basically put a break into a song that didn't have a break by doing that, and so. It allows me to do a lot of things that DJs do, but I'm doing them with hardware sense in real time. On top of that, with the BeatStep Pro, I could load a project and I could bounce chain patterns between different projects in real time. And so then when I do performance, I have total control and I'm a control freak over exactly what's going on. I've got all these control surfaces on my analog sense. I've got these hardware sequencers. You know, I can introduce something off my OPZ. I can do something off my uh, System 1M from Roland. I can, I can play my my uh, my grandmother Moog, or I can even go into my modular Euro rack and play that. I have a, a Tria um, uh, um, Mini Boot 2S, and it's got all these touch pads on it, and you could control the sequences on that in real time. Plus, you know, with all the LFOs I have, I can use the LFOs to create all kinds of interesting modulation that's not sequence modulation. It's you know, subtractive synthesis based os oscillation. And so it's actually creating beats with your LFOs. And so you've got multiple LFOs. You can use the speed um, of those LFOs. Uh, you know, when it goes into audio rate or less than audio rate, you can use that to actually create the rhythmic differences. So if you have two LFOs on a main boot 2S, you can have them go to counter rotating, um, very interesting polyrhythmic um, be similar to what the subharmonic kind of does. I mean, right now I have a mass utility module that can somewhat simulate what a subharmonic kind of does. I can run a beat from the BeatStep Pro into it, then use the LFOs on the Make Noise um, mass module and actually slow or speed up that sound or put breaks into it by using those LFOs and routing the control voltage into that Eurorack module. And because I have all this Eurorack gear, I can basically reimagine my music and create tones that are unique to Phantom Electric Ghost. Now, the other songs on here is an interesting song called Caustic Love, and that was done with a combination of the BeatStep Pro and our analog gear. And then also the FNK Rave of a Wretch, which is done with our analog gear, and our Juno GI, which is our main piano, and all of our polysynth pads come from that synth. And any who come on dudes, which I will let those songs kind of speak for themselves and focus on this episode was more on the buyer's remorse. But these are all songs that we created in the last couple of days. Now, if you are an artist or a creative that wants to get interviewed on our podcast, send us a voice memo or send us a direct message at fanelectricghost at gmail.com. That's fanelectricghost at gmail.com. Spelt like, you know, Phantom Menace from Star Wars, like Phantom of the Opera. So it's phantomelectricghost at gmail.com. Remember, if you like what we're doing, please click the PayPal me um, support link and you can donate any kind of amount you want. It's fully secure. It's a one-time amount. You also can support us on Anchor FM with the, the buttons on our profile where you can actually support us on our SoundCloud. If you hit our profile, you can support us there. If you go on Spotify, you can support us there as well. Uh, in, in this time where we're all starving artists and we can't tour, it'd be appreciated if you could support us. We interview indie artists from around the world. And again, if you're an artist or a band and you want to get interviewed, use the voicemail on Anchor to send us your Instagram username 
or send us a voicemail. I mean, a, a direct message on our Facebook, which is Fam Electric Ghost at Fam Electric Ghost at, uh, at Facebook, or you can send us um, a, a Gmail at Fam Electric Ghost at gmail.com, or you can send us a direct message on our expansive sound experiment site on Instagram, which is expansive underscore sound underscore experiments. That's expansive underscore sound underscore experiments. Thank you. And this is Family Like a Ghost signing off.
What you made me feel like 